evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Thomas Fans with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo. Out here. And we have a very special guest with us today. Very special indeed. Hi. Was hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so this is someone who's actually been on the podcast before many, 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 many years ago. Hmm? Like, what do you mean, huh? <laughs> what happens when people in, in, in interrupt the introduction? Sorry. So, many years ago, the Blacksmith Fans had a collaboration with... What was it called? Um, oh. <laughs> Bro, don't, don't put us in the spot like that. Yeah. The Faith Girls Cafe. The Faith Girls Cafe. Yes, yes. I was going to say Cafe. <laughs> I was about to say the Ankara House. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, Safe Girls Cafe. So we have one of their former members. I say former because I don't think it's happening anymore. Mm. Does that make you a former member? Or is it also a member? I guess, I guess so. Anyway, we've got Andrea with us here today. Say hello, Andrea. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like we've, I think we've known Andrea for like nearly seven years now. Maybe more. more. Oh, wow. Wow. That's well, a long it hasn't time. actually been that long, though. Yeah. I've known Peter and Moses longer. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. eight mm. years. That's mad. Wow. Mm. Hey. Yeah, no, that's mad. Yeah. That's dope, though. Right. Yeah. So, um, thank you for joining us today, Andrew. Um, let me give you just like a quick question. So that so the listeners can get to know you a bit better. Um, what? Tell me one thing that God's been talking to you about lately, in, in regards to yourself. Oh, in regards to myself. Um, so lately, it's been about like how me and him relate. Because for the longest while, I put a lot of pressure on myself and like how I should be what I'm supposed to sound like what I'm supposed to look like what I'm supposed to be like so I kind of got lost in the works thing um and I realized that can happen when I'm not focusing on relationship and so God's reminding me that hey like I'm interested in you like and the real you all of you and there's grace to develop into the woman that I want you to develop into so yeah a lot of talk about grace um, mm. recently, that's dope. That is, yeah. very nice, very nice. Cool. All right. Well, we've got a showdown today. Mm. Approach the showdown between the heavy hitters. <laughs> but that will be a bit later. But we'll oh, get that was... that's, that's like the, the like machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you need to take this this episode seriously because it, it just sounds all over the place to be right right now. Anyway, um, what's the scene? Yes, before we get into our competition between Peter and Moses, we're gonna have a bit of sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, it's me in the seat today, not the hot seat because I stay fire. So hot seats just be seat. Okay. <laughs> click, 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 click. That's just a little taste. Um, That's a little seat. Hmm. 
So yeah, my internet is doing a madness. So yeah, if if I start doing, if I start jumping in and out, that's why. What's happening or something? Cool. So yeah, I've got a question. I'll jump in it first, Robert. You smoke. So, like hypothetical, I'm a Christian, but I'm like, I feel like I need to become a Muslim. How would you navigate that conversation? Um, I think I start by saying, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I guess we just have a conversation about what in Christianity isn't clicking for you and what you feel like you would get or what is your reasoning behind moving to Islam. Okay. All right, so um, can we can we simulate that conversation then? We can try. Stimulate. No. Stimulate. Yeah, simulate. Might as well stimulate. Nah, simulate that conversation. Let's do it. Cool. All right, so I'm thinking about turning to Islam. Um, Islam is all about peace, humility. There's just such a united front in that there's only like two major, um, two sects of Islam. But when you come to Christianity, there's like over a thousand different denominations of each one claiming that they're the right one and they're the people who are going to go to heaven and they're worshipping on the right day and they don't celebrate Christmas because it's pagan. Um, but Islam is just go to Mecca, wear your white robe, tutus, you're nice. <laughs> Do the right thing, give to charity and all of that. Like, So I, I feel a lot more unity and a lot more of one message coming from Islam than from Christianity. Okay. So I think one thing that I found interesting in your answer was the lack of talk of communication with God. Mm-hmm. So like it feels like you are very much geared towards the people of the religion as opposed to the being who the religion is about. Mm. But don't we get a glimpse of the God of the religion by the people of the religion? Yes and no. Um, like you said, like there are like there are a thousand different types of belief in Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. They can't they can't all be right. <laughs> and I think that no no, no let me not say that because that's. <laughs> <laughs> But, but this is adding this is adding to my argument in that with so many different versions or strands of Christianity, how do I even know that I'm on the right path? But then to be honest, how do I know I'm in the right one? But to be honest, how is the like thousand of Christianity any different from the two of Islam? Because there's a, there's more of a united statement. There's not there's not a lot of diversity within what they proclaim. You know. There wasn't a lot of diversity when it came came to like a lot of things in history. Doesn't mean that they were correct. True, there wasn't a lot of diversity when it came to um, slavery. But slavery, you know, you know how that ended. Um, when when they thought that you could um, find out if a woman was a witch by dunking her in water, and and if she drowned, it meant that she wasn't a witch. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that was a great idea. <laughs> That's stress. Um, I think I think that when it comes to Christianity, what um, I don't know enough about Islam to speak about Islam, but I know. Um, like when it comes to Christianity, um, the focus should be more on the relationship you have with God. Well, that should be your first priority. I think relationship with those within the 
religion comes second because you, you mm-hmm. just need to um, remember that we are a fallen people and um, that, that, that come to this religion with our own um, biases and prejudice and certain, certain things will um, <clears throat> um, certain things will you know make our ears feel nice compared to other things and so we'll be drawn to um, we'll be drawn to what resonates best with us and I think that's actually mm-hmm. like something that a lot of Christians do wrong in that they go with what version of God suits their needs the best as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to realign their desires with the God of the Bible I would say, you know what, I would say maybe before you do make the transition, if you do, maybe just spend some time going through the scriptures and seeing who God as a person is. And if you want, we can, we can do it together. And then if this God that uh, this, this religion is, is based around doesn't seem like the one for you, then cool. But I would hope that, that you'd give me the chance to at least like go through it with you and then like tackle any questions that you might have and like we have debates or whatever and see if we can chop it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in essence, your response would be, let me help you get to know God and then you can make a decision from there. Yeah. Okay. Or rather, like, let me show you a bit of who I know God to be and... Um, because, 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 because me too, I'm also like a full human being, so my perspective might be different to you, but I can at least show you how I came to the conclusions that I got to mm. about God okay. as, opposed to, I, as opposed to religion. Okay. I do like that, um, because it very much lines up with, um, Galatians 1. Where Paul was saying the gospel that I preached it wasn't taught, but it came out of revelation of who Jesus is. And so we're not necessarily trying to give you doctrinal statements or theological facts, um, but rather trying to help you move to move more so in intimacy in your relationship with God, which will um by grace the Holy Spirit is able to like keep those who are his. So it's a case in which like, I'm not saying if you, if you go to Islam then you weren't Christ or anything like that but it's like yeah the Holy Spirit is able to do the work um, and we don't necessarily have to try and do that um, but rather facilitate the space and the room for the Holy Spirit to do that so yeah I like, I like that answer I like the conclusion I think yeah. it took you a while to kind of get there because um, you're thinking through it but I do like the I'm talking about so many jokes before now this is just conversation <laughs> <laughs> I do like the conclusion I like the conclusion because it, it is tricky and but even as I was thinking about it, I recognised that even if you are familiar with Islam, if you're trying to dispel something, you'll be dispelling how you have interacted with Islam previously or how mm. Islam has been presented to you. So even when people try to dispel Christ, um, Christian thought, it's very much around <clears throat> they have been exposed to or they have come across. So people disregard Christianity based on potentially a Catholic encounter or a Pentecostal encounter without recognizing that that's not the totality of what Christianity is. That's just one expression of it. Uh, so yeah, I like that answer. That was a good answer. Yeah. Well done. Peter, hit me. Yeah. Um well actually I was just going to add to to your answer with regards to Islam um and uh, and Christianity. And I was just going to mention as well that 
uh, especially since the scenario was someone who is in Christianity going into Islam. Um, one thing that I felt you could have, or one thing that I think is worth pointing out is the fact that even in Islam, there's a, a verse in the Quran that suggests, you know, you, you crawl, the, the, the roots to salvation is you crawl and do as much as you can and you get halfway. And I think their version of grace is Allah choosing to meet you halfway or not <laughs> and it's like it's very much up to his decision whether or not he's going to meet you halfway or not but you just have to do your bit and in as much as there are um uh different interpretations or different uh sects of christianity there's a there's one bible that with diligent study reveals the heart of god and at the end of the day we're all trying to get hey, not, to not 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 as your not if you're Catholic. Catholic have got a slightly different Bible. Yeah, well. <laughs> or if you're Jehovah's Witness right, or you're Mormon. Catholic or are we Christian. saying they're not Christian? <laughs> they're Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think there's there's um, there's that. And, and the thing with Christianity that differs from most religions is your being imperfect is prerequisite is the prerequisite mm. to you coming to Christ. Whereas with everything else, there is the element of you working. I think that's sort of what you were alluding to, Robert, in that, you know, it's getting to know the God that you've experienced and that you know, and I think that's more summarized, it's letting the spirit do that. But that's the, the, the unique thing with Christianity is you are supposed to be flawed. That's how Christ, God's power is made perfect, is in your weakness. Um, and that grace that isn't just out of God's mercy, but is also justified in Christ having taken our sin, allows for a concrete path to salvation, whereas almost all other religions is dependent on who you are or what you do, your karma, your crawling halfway and seeing if Allah feels good on that day, all of that jazz. So that's the only thing I would have added. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, good, a good answer. Um, Pardon? Anything you'd like to add? No. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Robert, my question. I don't know if you've addressed it before. Um, I think we very well may we very well may have, but since you want all the smoke, biblically, um, is weed a sin? Ooh. Hey. Ooh. I think it's well, I guess you're talking about the, the act of smoking weed. Yes, I'm talking that consuming weed out of, you know, with the smoke, with the with the smoke. That's such an old man way of describing it. <laughs> with a with a blunt, recreationally, not medicinal, just the I'm smoking to get high sort of thing. Um, I, I would say that as long <coughs> as it's legal in whatever place you're living in, mm. you are free to smoke it in the same way you're you're free to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and drink coffee which all have effects on you but you know if it's legal it's legal that's what okay. that would be is, that, is that your biblical answer yeah like um yeah i would say um if the law of of the land allows it, you can do it, but not everything that is permissible to do is of benefit to you. Mm. So tread wisely. And like, you know me, 
I'm down for legalizing everything, but then stopping healthcare for those things if you're over there. Yeah, let's not go into your fatalistic, your fatalistic uh, worldviews. Um, Accountability. Accountability. I was going to say, what about First Peter five eight and nine that says, "Be sober-minded." If I, I get what you mean in that caffeine has effects on you and chocolate releases endorphins, but oh, I didn't say chocolate. The, the, the examples I gave were smoking, nicotine, <laughs> and alcohol. I didn't say to think about chocolate because you because said, you said coffee. You said coffee. <laughs> yeah, coffee. You know what? I feel like coffee is it's like the, uh, the undercover one that people think is more acceptable than other ones. But well, this, is, this is my thing. It doesn't coffee and and i mean even nicotine you know i'd question that but they don't change your they don't change your um your perception of reality you you remain sober with nicotine you become addicted to it you can easily become addicted to it and they can psychologically show or physiologically show that you are addicted now needing this in in pause where it's now being under the power of this thing but with weed someone can argue i don't have to necessarily get addicted to weed my question is do you remain sober minded does it does it affect your perception of reality when you are high that's my question oh that's my reason why i think biblically it's not it's what peter's referring to okay let me think about this for a second um i'd put weed in the same category as as alcohol Mm. Because there's because there, there, there's a similar psychological shift that happens. Yeah, yeah. And um, with alcohol, it's there's not like an outright ban of don't drink alcohol. It's don't get drunk. Yeah. So um, how do you navigate that? And how do you navigate that with weed? Is it one puff, two puffs, three puffs, four? <laughs> <laughs> puffs, 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 four, baby. <laughs> Come on. I've got that stash for a couple of days. Is just yeah, it's keeping me. Let me think. Let me think. Um, well, based on that, you probably shouldn't smoke weed at all then, because <laughs> from like the first puff, there'll be changes. Mm. But from the first sip of alcohol, there'll be changes. Yeah, so I was gonna say. Yeah, that's why I don't drink. But then you wouldn't. All right, all right, all right, Mr. Righteous. <laughs> all right, Mr. Righteous. That's why I don't drink. All right. <laughs> that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary self righteousness. You know, I feel like we 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 either have there should be like a rule for everything or a rule for nothing, because because alcohol and weed both affect you from the first intake of it. Mm. But alcohol, but but because alcohol is legal and it brings in tax money. It's deemed as okay. Yeah, but I'm not not talking about the law of the land because the law of the land will be flawed. I'm talking about biblically our interpretation of the word. And and I get what you mean in that one sip of alcohol will change things. But in truth, there is a line between being buzzed or tipsy or whatever with alcohol and being drunk. There's a distinguishable line. The only problem is people don't... I said it's okay to be tipsy. Sorry? So, 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 are you trying to argue that tipsy is, is an okay state to be? Well, no, I'm saying that there's a you can approach tipsy and know that you're approaching tipsy <laughs> where, you're, where you're not drunk and you've just had oh. one glass of wine and you're fine and it's not a fine though because because there's wait, been a change. Let me let me throw a stand in the works. Let me throw a stand in the works. So, mm. anything that changes your state of mind, so if we take morphine 
or if we take something that makes you drowsy, mm. that then you're not like on the on the packet says you're not allowed to operate. You shouldn't operate machinery or drive or anything after yeah. taking this. Yeah. It has altered your state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Thank biblically, you. are we saying that that's not that shouldn't be allowed? Sorry, I think Dre was saying something. Yeah, yeah I feel the line cut. No, I said I better chuck away my hay fever tablets then. You know what I want? <laughs> Which could make you drowsy. But, but... Man's, then, man's, man's taking night nurse, but I'm like, mm, Jesus, I, I can I do this? I think it's also Paul that says take a little wine or something yes. for med- for medicinal reasons. So it's different when it's for medicine. And that's why I didn't even say weed with medicinal reasons. Because if there's medicinal reasons, that's part of the reason why God gave us what herbs that can affect our our physiology say, that's why god gave us weed yeah <laughs> so if there are medicinal reasons for taking some of these things i'm not against it yeah hay fever drugs you know, night nurse you know you can't take night nurse and drive and, and it's as simple as that um those i think fall under the addictive don't you know all things are permissible but do not be put under the power of anything don't require anything for functioning um that's where i think those fall under this is purely recreational that's why I made that distinction is the recreational use. Because I can understand someone having one glass of wine and being okay with it. You know, quite literally, Christ turned water to wine. And I know that there is an argument as to whether or not that was alcoholic wine or not. But it was, it was alcoholic. It, it was, was alcoholic. alcoholic. Yeah. They, Emma they... didn't have no slur. <laughs> it was alcoholic. <laughs> so it's, it's, I think it's possible to drink and remain sober minded when it's not enough and that's why i think the bible also makes the distinction between being drunk which is a we know you're now drunk and there's also not drunk that okay so question for you. so so if you've had if you're tipsy mm. are you sober-minded if you're tipsy or like can you be sober-minded and tipsy at the same time practically i wouldn't know <laughs> because i've never been tipsy <laughs> Okay, Moses. 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 Hey, hey, what's, what's happening here? <laughs> There's subtle shots there. I, you know? I think, I think you subtle. can be. And the subtle, them subtle shots, you know, the subtle shots, I, I personally, I think you can be. Um, so I think there's a few different things. So even in Acts 2, when the, the apostles, um, the people in Jerusalem were like, oh, the apostles are drunk. Peter didn't dispel it by saying, no, nah, us man don't drink, innit? Us man are filled with the spirit and that. It was like, nah, 9 a.m. is far too early to be drunk, you know? Like, man gave me the time and I was like, nah, you know, we don't do them things there in the morning. Like, uh, come on, you know what afternoon, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Come on. This is how heresy This is how heresy is born, you guys. Oh. And then when, when Paul was talking to Corinthians and he was talking about communion, he was like, I hear that you lot come and you lot just eat, you lot have parties, man, they're getting drunk, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't, he didn't battle against it from the position of, yes, he said eat and drink at home. But he was like, if you come to the Lord's table with the wrong mindset, that's why some of you lot are falling ill and some of you lot are dying because of the mindset that you lot are coming at it with. So he didn't necessarily dispel the drinking and them things there. And with Jesus as well, when the Pharisees, when he asks, when Pharisees ask him um, where he gets his power from and he asks them where did um, John the Baptist get his power from, he said to them, um, John the Baptist came neither eating nor drinking and you said he had a demon. But I come both eating and drinking and you said a glutton and a drunkard is amongst your mists. So for Jesus, so I, I don't think that Jesus was getting drunk, but for him to be able to say that the Pharisees were calling him a drunkard, I don't think it shows that he was like just 
guzzling down alcohol and them things there, but he was consuming alcohol. Like to, to be able to be associated with that means that at least there was alcohol in the party. He may not have drank it, he may have drank it, but at least there was alcohol in the party. So, and bringing it back to a more practical level, I know that different people have different tolerances for alcohol. So right. some person may have one bottle of WKD and be out of it on the floor legless. Another person will back half a bottle of vodka and still be standing fine. Um, and so there's levels to this. And it's very much a case, is there is that sense of personal responsibility to kind of hold yourself accountable and know your limits. And some people may take two talks of weed and that, flat out giggles, munchies, eating up the kids' cakes and them things there. Next person, couple, couple of sniffs and that, and they're still good. They're coming to work acting like nothing's happened. So again, I would say hold yourself accountable. So I would, I would put the altering mindset as the limit as like, wow, if you start to recognize that, yeah, like I'm hallucinating, I think that someone's chopped off my foot whilst I'm holding on to it, like stuff, stuff like that. I, I got stories about that, you know, not from me, but a couple of my boys. But yeah, just had to clarify that. But um, yeah, so I say to hold yourself accountable. And I don't particularly think that the Bible draws a hard line as it, as it being wrong. But I do believe that where the Bible does draw a line is, is where people were saying it's like, and Robert was saying all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial mm. and don't come under the, the like addictions and this stuff like that. Obviously, mm. if you're smoking too much or drinking too much, then you're more likely to become addicted to these substances, which mm. then leads you down a path of not being able to be in your right mind without these substances being in your body. And even when they're in, you're not in your right mind. So that's just a slippery slope. Um, so, yeah, like hold yourself accountable know your limits um if it's legal when you're in your wherever you are then boy like it's legal in it but biblically i'll say hold yourself accountable just because you can doesn't mean you should and just because you are doesn't mean you should overindulge in it that's good that's a good life is bliss next time you go to america isn't it sorry hey she life shall out come through go to america or when you go to amsterdam even go to amsterdam hey who me yeah, bro. Indulge, no, 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 but not okay. too much. I'm okay. Too... No, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm good. Do you know what? The furnace, us man needs to go damn, you know? Come, let's go damn real quick. <laughs> record, record, recording episode. Recording episode from a bar and that. Yeah? I'm down, blood. Two, I'm so down, blood. Two, two pass the thing real quick. Hey, Peter. What <laughs> I'm saying is, yeah? Don't don't have this episode. Don't let your missus listen to this episode so that when we're going to damn, she doesn't know what's about to go down. Yeah? Just, Ain't no PR. If the smoking is the problem, we can have brownies. Hey, come I'm, on. I'm good. I'm good on all that. We can have the cookies in that. We can have the chocolate chip cookies in that. I'm, I'm good on yeah? all that. Thank you. Sure, yeah. <laughs> we can crumble it into the noodles and thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I got, I got stories, you know. Hey. All right. All right, yeah. guys, we're going crazy. We're going crazy. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um... Are you happy with that, Peter? I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, nah, I find it interesting. It's an interesting conversation. Cool. Uh, Mr. Andrew, do you have a, com- uh, a question for me today? Do you know what? I did have a question, and it's so funny because you guys started talking about it before, like, oh. you started about alcohol. And my question to you is, so if you knew someone, or, yeah, so if you knew someone, um, and you are friends with them, and they are a Christian, they're in a faith, like you know that they have a relationship with God, but then they 
find themselves developing an addiction to like a substance, so alcohol or a drug or something, um, what would you advise them to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think there are. I think there are two types of advice I would give them. Like, first, physically, I would say, look, you know, let's try and find some ways to slowly wean you off this thing and, like, try and see why it is you've decided to to go to this thing in the first place. Because, like, for some, for some people, pe- people will use porn or alcohol to, like, replace something within them. So, like, so, like if there's, like, a deficit in their life somewhere. So that we can talk through what the difference. Pardon? Do you think that's always the case? Not always, but um, I think that a eventually, no, no, not eventually. I think for most most cases, they're like trying to fill a deficit in some okay. way. And if not, then there's a reason why you keep going back to this. Okay. Um, and if it's just because you like it, you know, there there are other things that you can like that will not have either physical or psychological harms in the long run. Mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, like, I'd go down the route of trying to find the route of why we, um, why are you finding yourself in this place? And if we can find something a lot less destructive as a replacement. Secondly, I talk about it in spiritual terms of, like, um, addiction almost being like an idol. Wow. In okay. a sense. In a sense that, um, like, your view of God, um, this like taking it all the way to like the extreme, but your view of God should mean that you wouldn't want to be addicted to that. Okay. Um, because it doesn't bring him glory. And if you're for down as God as you say, then bringing him glory would mean more to you than being addicted to the thing that is not. Okay. Yeah, that would be the answer I give. Mm. Any pushback, guys? No, no pushback per se, but there's uh, another thing I'd add to your toolbox of helping people is recognizing sometimes that, um, and then this is not just to Robert, I think to anything, especially when it comes to addiction or, or things of such matter, there are people who have advanced more in the field of dealing with that so counselors and christian counselors especially i think are also um you know once your you know your friend or whatever has established that this is wrong and understood that this is wrong there are those facilities as well that that can be used and should be used because we can't deal with everything ourselves so that that's the only other thing i did that's really good yeah yeah i think just the twofold nature of attacking it yeah, I agree in terms of um, why, what's the root cause. Um, addictions are normally symptomatic of something that is underlying it. So it's like, what's the root cause? What is it that you're dealing with? Maybe something trivial, but you, you haven't necessarily uh, recognised it or approached it or like dealt with it. And so it's kind of gone out of proportion. And then um, addressing it um, spiritually and just be like, yeah, like, there is it, it has a greater impact on um it kind of yeah in terms of idolatry and stuff but also supplementing that with what Peter was saying in terms of um professional help um it's always good to have or 
be pointed towards professional help and just I think my my intentionality around professional help would be trying to destigmatize it because mm. some people are just like if I take if I go to counseling then yeah I'm just going to be seen as this whatever like it's going to make it seem like it's like nah bro like counseling is essentially what we're doing right now we're just talking and that's essentially what you're doing is someone who is trained to be able to hold what you're going to bring a lot more professionally rather than me sitting here that you might say something bad deep and profound and that cuts you and I'll just chuckle that's that's not going to help the situation mm. but someone who's like who's been trained and stuff who's able to hold that space a lot more professionally and a lot more helpfully um, I'll just be like yeah let's let's get involved with that so yeah I think that was a solid answer cool. okay. mm. alright let's get into the main reason why you're here <laughs> come on let's go no so uh yeah so we have our peter versus moses poetry mm. showdown today whoop, whoop. And, that's, and that's why i brought andrea with us today because yeah so i think we all met andrea in like a poetic environment at one point or another true mm. true true and she too has bars that she does well, that she most certainly does and and like when I and like when I gave my criteria my my criteria for how I was going to be judging this, these guys were crying about oh that's so subjective you're so narcissistic da, 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 da. so I was like okay let's make it a bit more fair even though to me it's fair so I thought let me try and get another poet down so that people don't cry about the scores that they get <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be three rounds. Three rounds, each person will do a poem and then we'll swip who's, who starts the poem. We'll swip, we'll swap who does the poem first. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Better> swipping. <laughs> cool. And then, yeah, and then Andrew and I will. How many poems each? Three poems each. Okay, okay, we can work with that. Three, three poems each, and then we'll add up the scores and then give a showdown about who wins. Cool. And I think we might even have space for Andrea to do to to the one little poem she chooses to. Wow. Okay. There we go. All right. So who would like to go first? I'll go first. Jeez. Kill Moses with the first poem. Come on. <clears throat> so this one's called Shadow. Mm. Just if if. This app would like to behave itself. Okay, there we go. Don't be bringing up adverts now. Wait, hold on, so, hold, yeah, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on. It's sounding a bit scrappy. Again. I was going to say, Mog, if you've got a wired headphone, it'll probably sound a bit clearer if you've got access to one. So you see the way, you see the way the iPhone thing is set up here. Yeah, wired headphones ain't connecting right now. I can't find my iPhone headphones. Stress. It's cracking up, maybe because the battery is low. That's what I was thinking, yeah. But I don't know if you can charge it and use it at the same time. I had come off Wi-Fi. Is this in the I'm on Wi-Fi now. Is this in the One, two, one. I'm on Wi-Fi. Is this now? Nah, you're still sounding slightly robotic Doctor Who style. What's on it now? Better. Is it still cracking? You've been a bit quiet. You're a bit quiet now, though. 
Alright, how about now? Hey, that that's the thing. That is actually much better. Fam, I've pressed, I've, I'm holding this, this thing like I'm on a phone call. We, we are getting a unique view of your ear, but, you know. Fam. Read on week. Alright, so, Shadow. There's a blurry picture on my family tree. I never knew my father's dad, granddad. He passed away whilst my father was still a boy. I think that's when my father's life became an ode to responsibility. Fate gave him burdens as an inheritance. And I inherited my granddad's absence through his. Today, I heard him embrace vulnerability. He laughed. It sounded like freedom, like the unraveling of emotions knotted into years. He spoke and his tongue untied the past. I listened as he leaned wisdom through the folds of memories. He held my son for the first time. Three generations in the same room. His face on my family tree is coming into focus. I think my son will have a new inheritance. Our presence. Mm. And... Mm. Yo, that nice. was the fire, bro. Nice. I love that. Nice. I right. love that. Okay, Andrew, um, write your score in the chat and then we'll add them afterwards. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was actually quite nice. Yeah. All right, Kid Peter, you're up. Okay. Um, Back home with the fire. Sorry? Back home with the fire. Mm. I don't know don't if hide I behind the smile, fam. I keep panicking. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should do this one because we've done it before. Okay, no, I'm going to do something else. So, um, this one. Is called Kyokushin. Bare souls of our feet. Like how we bear our souls when we meet. In victory or defeat, we seek the ultimate truth. Through mastery of self. Consequentially, through the enhancement of our health. Through long stances and short. Through muscle, through thought. This is far more than just a sport. This is where we bring our weakness where pain greets us and we respond with a smile. This is where, for a while, all that matters is moving forward. This is where our limits become cowards and our key eyes become monsters bearing arms like soldiers, chasing them away. This is where French feet greet cheeks with kisses and five-finger fists become free two-knuckle masseuses. This is where shins become sword and shield, cutting down thighs till they buckle and yield. This is where knees don't kneel, and where feet don't end in heels. This is where the empty hand wields the most devastating weapon of all, the entirety of one's being. This dojo is a garden where we blossom, where we stand tall like white oak trees in bloody battle-worn red-white geese, beaten and bruised, but by no means broken. Arigato, the only word spoken. For we are thankful for that which we've just been through, like diamonds are thankful for their crucible. We come out pure and wear that flag of our hearts, the pursuit of the ultimate truth, making for the ultimate martial art. Us. That's it. My gosh. <laughs> Yo, that made me want to just like break a board in half, fam. <laughs> Gas. Oi. Oh. Cool. Okay. 
that was a nice round one. Mm. <sighs> so so fun, excited. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, you enjoy the poem so much more when you don't have to worry about things like alliteration and metaphor. You can just take it in as it is and just be like, mm. it's like I feel like this is the difference between, like you know when when like like connoisseurs eat eat a meal or normal people. Because like, like like with the connoisseurs, it's like oh, I can tell they put five grams of quinoa in this, and then it's like I don't like it too much. Sometimes just enjoy the potato and the salad, you know. Sometimes. That's five grams of quinoa. I feel I feel like I feel like people like professional tasters. They are normal people that have got graduated taste buds so like they under they enjoy everything but they appreciate the added things as well so they don't mm. criticize the things that are missing in fact it makes it more enjoyable for them so like when someone's doing that. a piece that i thoroughly enjoy if they sprinkle a little um repetition alliteration you know um and all these when they sprinkle the language techniques I don't know, like it's it, to it, Dre. Yes, speak to it. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, like there's a difference between appreciating the alliteration and then hearing it and be like, oh my gosh, he's using alliteration. In, in like the same way that the way like Moses might watch a video will, will be different from the way you watch a video because Moses edits videos. So like he, he's, he's looking at composition and the cuts and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So like, so like his, his enjoyment won't be the same as yours because he, I think, he'll have his, his like work mind on. I think it becomes two, two, two aspects of the same thing in like, like for instance, like having, when you study engineering, like when we studied um, engines and stuff, you know, all of a sudden there is a, complete and utter fear knowing what's actually going on when you're in a plane but then there's also a heightened sense of appreciation of what's going on when you're in a plane and so i think it's 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 both things on both sides of the same point ignorance Ignorance is bliss yeah sometimes like yeah i agree Mm. with that but then when it's done right when all the and the techniques are used correctly and the story is still being told nicely it's not just split you know when people like speak they use really difficult words for no reason for no reason it's just like oh you did that that's terrible (laughs) but when it's when it's it's done right like you know bring on all of the similes and all the bring it all yeah yeah let's go let's go peter Oh, it's my turn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. okay. All right. So, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a bit less. Nah, let's just do this one. All right. This is called photograph. His lips were her first. Mine left their first lie the first time she asked why I kissed her so deeply. Oh. I told her it was because I wanted to be closer. Than our genes and being true to our religion would allow. The truth was, I desperately wanted to kiss away the stain his touch left behind. Oh dear. I wondered what was on her mind. Her lips pressed together in that once perfect smile. Her head raised, watching the stage. 
the slight nods my lens knew better than to capture. I walked over, showed her her picture, told her she looked beautiful and that it was nice to see her. She lied back, told me that she missed me. But I would not once more respond to her siren's call. I would not twice turn healer of the wounds he leaves when he leaves her. My revenge was now complete. Closure. Clearly captured in this camera. Even if none else knew I'd caught her. Despite the pristine and perfect presentation of the lie that she's okay. Sat at table number eight of her true love's wedding reception. That's it. Oh, yes. that was so cool. Wow. All right. All right, P, are you, you're right there, yeah? <laughs> Do you need a moment, fam? <laughs> Do you need a moment? Uh, and he says, like, it wasn't me. And he was like, that's not me. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> no this, is just a, this is just a random, random piece. Okay. Random piece. Right. Random piece. <laughs> Cool. You know, Peter, yeah. you know, Peter's got this conversation with his headphones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moses. So mine, mine is, is is short, but I'll give a brief background to it. So you remember the um, Syria uh, refugees who are trying to travel out um, via the sea, and a picture a picture surfaced of a kid who had drowned and washed up on the shore. Yeah. So yeah, this was written around that time. So that the images like that were quite prevalent and the title's called Landscape. Yeah, we're just trying to get into the empathy of the heart with this one, yeah? Come on, come on. <laughs> hopefully, that, hopefully that back do a couple points, a couple decimal points. It, it, I like the um, backstory. It was, nice, it was a nice backstory. Stress. <laughs> Peter, you should have came with backstory, fam. But yeah, Landscape. <laughs> um, I have learned to be cautious of the ocean. It slurs my name. Drowning yesterdays and draining tomorrows. Mm. Do dreams float? Are they drifting asylum seekers? Unwanted or nomads seeking to instruct land lock men who tame waves and ride on the back of constellations? Failure came wind gliding on my dreams today. Uncertainty sits defiantly like a sunken ship. Anchor lodged to my bowels. Then. Mm. Oh, fuck that one. Oh, I don't my chest blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, image is powerful. Yeah. Mm. Just. <laughs> All right. Final round. Yo. Brother's close, you know. It's Am close. I going fast in this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this one's called Weight or Mass. It's called Weight or Mass. Weight or Mass. Ooh, ooh. Physics, physics. <laughs> if contentment was placed on a scale, would it weigh as much as a wedding ring? How heavy is a lifetime? Responsibility resembles changing mats and school uniforms. But what does a good husband and father resemble? When did I 
bind my limbs with assumptions? Was it when I traded the beauty of love for the weight of the mundane? Or when I neglected the buds of affection I had hid in the silence of wedding vows, in the warmth of school jumpers and fresh nappies? Family sits like the Eiffel Tower on my shoulders, under, under my pride's gravitational pull. Then. Okay. Feeling it, feeling it. Mm. It's all the mess. Cool. Gravity is 9.81 kilograms per something. <laughs> Man went all physics on us. Yo. Uh, 9.81 kilograms per uh, meters per kilogram kilograms per meter I don't know anyway I can't remember so this this one this one my last one I'm gonna go back to go back to church <laughs> uh, this is the first and the last Adam which everyone knows but I haven't written anything else cool you better come correct Peter. in the moments before his lips ever lied before his tongue ever tried twisting truth before his teeth tore through forbidden fruit, before Adam realised he'd bitten off much more than he could chew, having ignored God's advice and taken of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Adam set as an example. And one so supremely significant, even the Son of God would follow suit, when asked to choose between his life and having to lose, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. This was a test the teacher had not prepared him for. Yet Genesis chapter 3 makes clear as day, there was no debate. In verse 6, she gave to her husband who was with her, and he also ate. You see, Adam knew. If anything, Eve had second-hand information, so she's allowed to be confused, but Adam knew this to be true, that this fruit would kill. Yet he ate it still. Having named all the beasts and finding no partner for he, Adam saw the good thing he had found. And like the parable told by Christ of the man who saw treasure in the ground, Adam would throw his very life away if that was a cost of staying with Bay. I've noticed marriage is such an important tool for God. I see that with it, he displays his most precious thoughts, like though he made us in his image, he saves his ability to create life to be displayed when man and his wife consummate their marriage. And he chooses to paint a picture of Christ's love for his bride with a man loving his wife. So I imagine a scene back in a garden, much like it must have been back in the garden of Gethsemane, of a man faced with the weight of a dying bride. I imagine like Christ, Adam too must have cried, knowing Eve had taken a fruit, and thus Eve would soon be ruined. And I think he took that bite, choosing not to let his bride die alone, as Christ took up a cross and took our sins and made them his own. And by that, the two Adams of note in the Bible come full circle. By the first, sin entered the world. By the last, grace came unto us. So Adam's son, much like Christmas Eve, smile should be the only thing you look forward to waking up to. And Eve's daughter, where you're his queen, make sure your man feels like a king too. And where he's the head, you were the ribs, you were taken from the ribs, protecting what things are vital. His lungs that he might breathe, his heart that he might love you. Oh my gosh! Oh, man, his lungs right. that he might breathe, his heart that he may love you. What are you saying to me? 
Congratulations, Pete. Congratulations. Relax. Relax. Well done. <laughs> Relax, man. Me, a man face face high your Likened it to Gethsemane. <laughs> Yo. All right, yo, Andrew, your score in in the chat, and whilst I'm doing score things. Do you want to grace us with a poem of your own? Yes, please. Yeah, sure. Hey. Um, you guys can write. <laughs> I forget that poem does this. Poetry does this to me, you know. I feel alive. <laughs> like my chest feels alive. Yo, shout out to Robert for bringing this, bringing this on, man. This is good. Right? This I feel is good. like poetry is like... What do they call those things? A defibrillator, like... <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Well, hey. Okay, I've got one. Okay, good. You... That's all fine. <laughs> Yo, this one might get a bit emotional. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... I don't know if I want to share this one anymore. I did one more. What? Cheer it. You guys are funny. <laughs> I'm just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm only sharing this one because I can't, I, I don't, I, the other ones, I don't know if I've done it in the in the past previous months and I don't want to be doing re- rewrites. Okay. Um, so this one's called A Love Worth Dying For. Okay. <sighs> Most. I'm in love with a girl who wants to kill herself. Where once were smiles and a razor sharp wit, there's now just razors, sharp enough to draw blood. Blood that paints a picture I wish wasn't so hard to look at. She doesn't even try to hide cuts anymore. Her arms are as bare as the day she wished she was never born on. She wears them proudly like battle scars. Like each one marks a day where she dug deep and decided not to end it. They say time heals all. But not all wounds are wounds. Sometimes wounds are cries for help that are never heard. Sometimes there are hugs. They are hugs that were never given. Sometimes there are words that were never said. Sometimes time can't heal because it's cut short before it can. Mm. I remember the afternoon she told me what she was doing. It was a Saturday. We lay on my sister's bed. Our fingers locked together so tightly you'd think we had a dead man switch between our palms. Three times I asked her where the razor was. Three times she told me not to ask. She was so stubborn. But I swear, I swore right there and then in my heart I would never complain about her stubbornness again. Because that stubbornness was probably all that was keeping her alive. She was smiling. Smiling a smile so bittersweet I didn't even need to kiss kiss her to taste it. You're going to write a poem about this, aren't you? She asked. I said that I wouldn't. Yeah, here I am, writing a poem about how I'm in love with a girl who wants to kill herself. And that scares the hell out of me. What else would I do that I said that I wouldn't? I said that I wouldn't stop being patient with her. I said I wouldn't get tired of all of this. I said I wouldn't leave. The only thing keeping me going is how madly in love I am with her. But what happens when I come down from this high? What happens when I sober up? That same afternoon, she told me she was in love with someone else. She thinks the world and the moon and the stars of him. 
He says he's waiting for her to get better so they can be together. But that's not what he's supposed to say. That's not what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to come riding in, guns blazing, swords swinging, doing everything and anything to help slay her demons. He says he's waiting for her to get better so they can be together. Has he never watched a Disney film? That's not how the story's supposed to go. But then again, what kind of story is this? I'm trying to save the love of someone else's life. And they probably will end up together and I'll be all but forgotten. But that's okay. As long as in the end, there's life. Her life being lived to the fullest. Sometimes the hero doesn't make it to the end of the story and that's okay. Sometimes the knight doesn't get to be on the board when checkmate is declared and that's okay. As long as in the end, there's life. Her life being lived to the fullest. She says it must be hard to see her like this. But it's not. Not at all. Because when I see her, all I see is a love worth dying for. Now all I want to show her is a love worth living for. It won't come from me, but I pray to God it comes through me. And even if it doesn't, that's okay. As long as in the end there's life, her life being lived to the fullest. That's okay. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's like... (laughs) All I see is a love worth dying for. All I want to show her is a life, a love worth living for. No! Don't <laughs> no. Wow! What sort of sad man superhero is this? Yo! <laughs> wow! Sad man superhero, I love that. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be, bro. Sometimes. Hold on. Hey, I'm petty, man. I'm petty. I'm petty. <laughs> I'm hella petty. <laughs> nah, like, obviously, suicide, suicide is deep in that. My man's like, what? Man's out here, oh, dude, and you want to be with him? My new fam, go to you. <laughs> go to you, man. It's cool, I know, that's so harsh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Wow, that was lovely. Excuse me whilst I dry my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to share this poem and it's called, first of all, can you hear me properly? We can. Perfectly. Lovely listeners can hear me too. Okay. It's called, I know who you are. I know who you are. I've met you, but there are certain obstacles preventing our souls intertwining. You know who I am. You've met, but a flashback of disappointments commenced so currently the God you were seeking to make sure that I am prayed for. You closed the door on our communication ever so gently. Only for a few days, you said, so that you would rest your head beside mine, you would know truly that it was the will of God you were pursuing. I know who you are. I've met you. But there are certain obstacles that are preventing our souls from intertwining. I want to know you. What are you about? When I do something wrong, would it lead you to shout? I want to know your heart. Is it as firm in Christ as it appears? Are you truly sold out for him or have you been acting and going through the motion for years? I know who you are. I've met you. 
but there are certain obstacles that are preventing our souls from intertwining. You know who I am. You've met me. But a flashback of disappointments commenced, so currently it's God you are seeking. Is she the one? Or should I look for another? When at the back of your mind, you know why I've indeed fit the description. Is it too good to be true that listens to you and hasn't given you for bread, neither scorpion for fish for you to chew? Can you hear? When we become one, can I trust you to lead our family to fear him? Can you lead me? Are you filled and led by the Holy Spirit, consumed by that holy fire and fully aware of what God's calling over your life is? Will you preach Christ to the dying world? Will we worship together and cry with one another? When all things fall apart, will it be each other's hands we hold? These are just some of the confirming things I need to know. But I'm confident. I know who you are. I've met you. But there are certain obstacles that are preventing our souls from intertwining. You know who I am. You've met me. But flashbacks of disappointment commence so currently on the matter it is God you are seeking. So... Let us allow God to orchestrate this union. Hold my hand. Let us die in grace. Let us swim in mercy. Then dance in love as he rejoices over us with singing. And as we grow to know one another, so in depth that the organ that beats behind our stern and beats for one another, as they are held in the palms of the Father, we will embrace. And you will have found your missing rib and I'll be comforted by the entirety of its cage. Oh, I love you, brother. Let us trust him. He has us in his palms and is excited about our union. Let us make it about him. Love him, serve him, and let go of every idol. Let's go all out for Jesus. The closer we get to him, the better we will be for one another. So until that day, my love, until that day, Pray on. Done, guys. Yo. There was a point in that video. Peter just put his hands on his head. When she said, when she said, you would have found your rib, and I would have been pleased by the entirety of the cage. I was like, what? <laughs> Yo. Oh, no, I love it. Friends got pores. I love it. That's a good that, poem. That's a beautiful that, that poem. Gave Songs of Solomon vibes, you know. <laughs> that gave Songs of Solomon vibes. You know what it was like. You know what it was like. Oh, you know, um, you know who I am. You've met me, but a flashback of disappointment. I'm just like Asha. You remind me of a girl. <laughs> 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 Yo, nice. Yeah, I actually wrote that for Solomon's Muse. You know. Oh, for real. Yeah. Oh, sir! Did you perform it at yeah. Solomon's hey, Muse? We, we, might, no. we might need to bring oh. back Solomon's Muse, a furnace edition or something, you know? It's we a, might, you know. We might. Lit. Watch Do it, watch. Zoom thing. Hey. Watch. Nah, let's, yeah. Right, but let's get down to the real business, yeah? Well, stress. Yeah. What are we saying? Why can't we just share poetry, man? Why can't we just share poetry? Why have we got to be a competition? Gosh. I agree with you, okay. Peter. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. So the scores. So this is these scores are a compilation of Andre and I scores. Mm. Compilation things, collaboration things. So for round one, Moses hit us with the four point two five. 
Pete hit us with the 4.75. Hey. Hey, come on. Oh. Round two. Oh, straight five to both of you. Hey. Hey. Straight five. Yes, oh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Peter, congrats, bro. Relax, man. Bro, you know what? <laughs> Easy way to get a five. Talk about people dying or talk about babies. <laughs> it, it wins every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then with round three, Moses with the 3.825. Okay. And Peter with the 4.75. Come on. Come so on. So final scores were Moses 13.075, Peter 14.25. And so, our winner for week three, month three of the Poetry Verses is Peter Finn. <laughs> well done, Peter. I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, <laughs> <laughs> for doing absolutely nothing. They, they haven't done anything for poetry. No, no, no. Uh, this is like yeah, like Jay was saying, poetry is just fun, man. It, it's nice. It's nice. Sounds really good. We should continue this. We should get guests to come on, and then yeah, 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 we should, we should. So, Andrea, are you ready for the next round? Uh, what What do you mean? <laughs> to be a challenger. Okay. Hey. Right. More poetry. More poetry. Come through. We'll sort it out. Sort it out. Come on. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, before we go, does anyone have a hookup? Yeah, surely we all have hookups. Yes. I want to go first this week. I want to go first. All right. So my hookup is a Instagram page. Um, it's so you have to look for Al Explains underscore. So A L E X P L A I N S underscore. Okay. And this is such a great page. So basically, this guy goes, he he gets memes, and then he explains their meanings to you. Ah, okay. <laughs> and I was and and so like he funny. explains jokes. Yeah, yes. it's actually really funny. It's a joke in itself. But so, sometimes the context of a meme actually adds a lot more to it. Sometimes we don't we don't understand on no way. So yeah, yeah no, that's that's dope. That's yeah. actually dope. Like. Yeah. So, so like he'll explain the context of everything and then so you'll understand the meme. So even if you don't find it funny, at least next time you see it, you can be like, oh <laughs> or you could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, Moses, do you want to go next? Um so I've got two. Hey. What, bro, what's with you people and your two hookups? <laughs> so the first one is an anime. This anime is officially registered as 15, so like behave yourself in it. It's called Dodoro Hodoro. Hey Dodo. Let me let me just it's on Netflix. Just get into this. What's that about? Yes, Doro Hey Doro. So it's it's a bit it's a bit on the judge side of life. So that there's like these um sorcerers and normal people. And the sorcerers are experimenting with normal people to like get up their their skills and their levels and stuff. But this one guy's been like he wakes up with no memory, but his head is a lizard's head. 
and he's trying to retrace what happened to him to figure it out, but also to get his normal head. But this person with the lizard head has another person's head inside of him. And so it's a whole madness just trying to navigate all of that. Um, and the second hookup, J. Cole dropped a little, a little EP thing. Mm. He beating a couple of days ago, and that obviously, man, that did it. Cohen thing. Um, the title is Lewis Street. Two tracks, Lion King on Ice Wave. But yeah, the whole the whole thing is a banger. But yeah, J Cole's Lewis Street EP dropped a couple of days ago. So yeah, that's those are my hookups. Fam, the anime sounds a bit wild, you know. Fam, the anime is the anime. It's only twelve episodes deep. On Instagram, yeah, it's, fam, anime is wavy. I was actually watching it right before podcast. Okay, <laughs> um, Miss Andrea, unless Peter yeah. needs some more time. Um, I don't. Uh, hookups. Give me anything. Well, there is this young dentist that you can DM and she literally responds so quickly. Like, have you ever had like a dentist on call where you could just message, be like, okay, I'm experiencing this problem. What's that about? Her name's Dr. Smiles, Dr. Toyin Smiles. Um, that's her Instagram name as well. She's actually so sick. So, yeah. That's my hookup. Yo, is that good that, enough? That's a mad hookup. That's like one of the best. Like, uh, it's such a hookup. That is a literal hookup. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he's cool. really good. Oh, nice. All right, Peter. Um, so mine is, I think, as it has been a trend, anytime I find a new Office podcast, I come and then talk about it. So there's another podcast about the Office. I currently listen to three podcasts about the Office, a show which ended over five years ago. <laughs> it's called An Oral History of the Office, and it's about how the Office came to be. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really insightful, really good, actually. Um, so check it out. An Oral History of the Office. Mm. Cool. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Andrea, thank you for coming down and gracing us on the podcast. Certainly, absolutely. For real, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was fun today, like really, really fun. And you guys like defibrillated me. Uh, that is automatically correct. (laughs) (laughs) So, where can people find you? Mm. At home. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram. You can follow both my pages. I've got a business page, when it matters, underscore therapy. Hum on. Hum on. Um, and you can what find... What do you do there? Uh, I'm a spa and massage therapist, so, like, all the info about spa and massage stuff. On there. And, you do spa, and you do, like, massages and stuff? Yep. Massages, waxing, everything. Happy endings. No happy endings. Happy end. Much. Just make it. Family said everything, so I'm just trying to make sure. Probably trying to get his money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, there's no done no of that. 
Hey, what's your personal page? Chosen Dre 91. Chosen Dre 91. So that's C H O S E N D R E Y 91. Absolutely. All right. Come on. Um, yeah, cool. Thank you once again, Andrea, for coming down. We've got some outro yeah. things to do. Shout out to Read for the Intro Outro Music, Kevin mm. Turn of Ordinary Amazing Logo. Mm. You can find us at Twitter, TBS Furnace. Inside. Instagram, TBS Furnace. Come on. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash personal apostrophe. On all good mm. podcasts, podcasts and apps, Black Fans, with an apostrophe. Email us at tbsfanshotmail.com. Um, sign in to Inkwell. Rise and Scribes. Yes, workshop that's going on for another three weeks, is it? Yes, sir. Another three weeks. It's been very... Aye, and there's, there's a competition literally like after every week as well. So, yeah, get involved. Hey, what's the competition? You get, you get free books and stuff. You get free books of the person who facilitated the workshop. Ooh. <laughs> Robert looks hurt. Fam, I need to win all the books. Fam, the book like I'm the books get delivered to our house here, yeah? and I'm looking at the books and I'm just like, wow, there's some bars in these, you know? Like Peter Khan Peter Khan dropped his book, and I'm looking at these, and I'm talking to James, and I'm just like, I don't want to give these books out, you know. These books are wavy. Has Peter Khan already done his? Yeah, so Peter, no, Peter Khan hasn't done his. I think his one is coming up in like a week or two. Yeah. But yeah, his, yeah, his book. I feel like I should be the winner every week. Um, about that. <laughs> but yeah. All right, cool. Great, great. Thanks, guys. And I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow! Blow!